0: Oh my God, this is such a treat. Ben, like I can't, you don't understand. I was such an uber fan. I truly think that before the 90 days, this past season was one of the best seasons. I mean, you just couldn't even predict what was gonna happen next episode.
1: Right, it really was. Um, And I think my own story, I think was probably one of the least popular, uh, honestly. But at the same time, I did keep people guessing.
0: (laughs) You did. Well, okay. How did you feel about that, by the way? I mean, I was saying to you before we started, I I wish people would first and foremost give you guys so much credit because you are opening up your lives, even though we really only see a third of who you really are, right? I mean, the other two thirds we really don't get to see because it's edited for time's sake. It's edited for obviously the juicy stuff. But how did you feel about that? Because your storyline was It wasn't very popular and you were portrayed as a guy who was just, you know, going after mahogany and going after mahogany and like, you know, people didn't like it. So what was your take?
1: So I thought very naively that it was going to be the most beautiful love story that 90 days had ever seen (laughs) because it was such an uphill battle every step of the way from the language barrier to 4000 miles away to me actually never video chatting with her. And I knew for a fact that we were going to overcome all those obstacles in front of America and people would just be like, wow, that's what love is all about. (laughs) That's how naive I was. (laughs) Okay,
0: wait, and I got to think back to some of the first episodes, but had you ever done any reality show prior to this one? Or was this your first time really on TV?
1: Okay, so this is my very first time. However, and this is what gets really confusing. And this is where all of the skepticism came in. So I gave an interview saying that I had auditioned for another reality TV show, totally different, separate from 90 Day Fiance. And people didn't get that. So from the interview, they thought that I had auditioned for 90 Day, and I didn't. So what happened was, and I'm going to try to make this super clear. Okay, Because no okay. one can get it. All right, tell me <laughs> if it's not clear.
0: All right, I'll be so, honest. Okay.
1: <laughs> so... I did a magazine spread um, for a fitness, you know, magazine, whatever. And it helped blow up my Instagram. And then some uh, reality TV shows, several, DM'd me and said, hey, we'd love for you to be on our reality TV show. So one was uh, you go to an island and like this old dude, I'm the old dude, uh, <laughs> is with a bunch of 20-year-olds. And oh. it's like the bachelor, you know, but they called it like age gap. They didn't have a running title for it. It was brand new, but it was going to be something like age gap. And I said, no, kids will not appreciate that. That is not a good look. So I said, no. So then he moved me to another reality TV show where my kids would be involved. And within one week of us flying to LA to shoot this thing, my kids and I, and it was going to be age appropriate. It was going to be a dating thing. uh, They canceled at the last minute and said, no, So I was kind of relieved because I was talking to a girl online at the time, and I was really like falling in love with her, and that would not have gone well. So the girl was Maogani, and I told her about the TV show, and she said, well, I'm glad you didn't do it because that would jeopardize our relationship. (laughs) And I said, yeah, exactly. Um, But I would love to still do reality TV because I've already kind of got my head around it. And I think it'd make, you know, we'd make a beautiful love story. Plus I could highlight my charity and we could have a cool stage for whatever we want to talk about. And she was like, no, she doesn't think that's going to be good for our relationship. So I'm like, well, what could go wrong with me coming to your country for the first time with a huge camera crew and meet you and your parents? Like, how could that go poorly? And she actually predicted that I would not only lose her, but lose my job if I pursued this thing. Wow. And I still pursued it and said, listen, we can have a stage for whatever we want to do next, which includes, you know, highlighting my charity. So when I continued to talk about my charity, she finally came around and said, Okay, you can do it if it's gonna do good for other people. But she really wasn't on board.
0: Okay, now I totally understand. I, I I follow this timeline. So, you know, you were kind you were basically courted by some other reality shows, mostly around dating and one involving, you know, your family and them approving. It didn't work mm-hmm. out and then you you guys end up on 90 day because you had thought, "Hey, we're going to feature our beautiful love story. We're going to overcome all these things. I'm going to highlight my charity. This is going to be the TV opportunity I've been looking for." Meanwhile, <laughs> we get a yes. different edit. Okay, I follow that story. I got gotcha. you.
1: Okay. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't very clear the first time or the bloggers that picked it up, you know, were disingenuous, I don't know what, but it just it did not Everyone thought that I'm an actor like they they would go back to this interview and say, oh, uh, Ben, you know, is is an actor. He auditioned for this in some way. And anyway, no, I just emailed 90 day and said, I got a great story for you. I I fall in love with this person. I don't know if they're exactly real because I've never video chatted with them, Um, but it feels right. And they said, yeah. And you know what they take the whole entire thing in just two weeks.
0: Wow. Oh, my God. I mean, that is really bananas that your whole storyline was just two weeks. That's two crazy. weeks.
1: Three so, weeks, three weeks, including uh, the stuff that they filmed here in the States. But then two weeks in Peru. And that's it. And if you have a bad two weeks, uh, that's all people get.
0: <laughs> wow. OK, wait, but let's go back. But you called her Mahagani Wait, say it again. Was Is that kind of like Mahogany? Mahogany. Wait, is that how yeah. we're really supposed to pronounce it? Or is that like just yeah. like your like love name for her? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, in in, uh, in Spanish, um oh my God, the H is silent, and you put pr- you pronounce uh, the third syllable hardest, so it's maogani
0: Maogani is how you really say her name. Wow,
1: yeah. that's how her family says it. I mean, I called her mahogany for probably the first you know six months of knowing her, um, but then after hearing everyone else, her friends and family, say her name, I realize I'm saying it wrong, and she didn't really mind. Um, but I said, okay, if I call you Ma'oghani, then you can't call me Benhami. You have to, you have to pronounce that hard J. I want to hear the Benjamin. And so it's so cute when she says my name, it's <laughs> Benjamin. It's just, <laughs> I love it.
0: Ben, how did you guys take all that? There were so many deep dives about you both mm-hmm. that you both were actors, that she was an actress. I mean, you know, hello. We, a lot of us have done. I just got done doing a stand-up comedy class. I mean, a lot of us have done acting things have done commercial things but there was a lot people did make a lot about that that you two were trained actors so is there any truth to that aside from you guys taking acting classes
1: so there is there's absolutely zero truth to it I, i was tarzan in um a stage play like seven years ago um but it like that does not translate honestly if people think you're actors then you're not a good actor Okay, that's how you know you're not a good actor. Like if they would have said, uh, you know, Jasmine um, is a great actress; she's just acting. Then, then she would be a terrible actress, you know. But, but no one said that to anyone except for us, and they said it for two reasons. Number one, when the cameras are on you and you're supposed to act natural, it's very hard to act natural. Mm. You've got sound people, in you. You've got the camera people. You've got a director saying, stop, I couldn't understand you, or let's go a different direction. You've got people all around you, like, giving commentary while you're trying to be natural, and it is so hard to be natural. So big kudos to everyone that could do it well, because we didn't. And, and so, number one, people thought we were actors just because it's super hard to be natural when you've got, you know, 14 people in the same small room with you. The second reason... They thought that we were actors is because Maogani is really good with English, but under pressure. And when you do like really deep talks, she struggles for the right word. And so we did, you know, the translator just so she could talk deeper and get a fuller understanding of what she's trying to say. Um, And people are like, she doesn't need that translator. You know, she knows English and she's got a great English accent, you know, um, but it's a second language. It's hard for her. And and I think she picked up some of her Spanish in Spain, not just Peru. She's been to Spain and there's a totally different accent there. And I think she picked up a little bit of that accent, but Yeah, so because of that, people thought we were actors.
0: Ben, the two weeks that you filmed, what do you think (laughs) that we missed the most? Because there were, I mean, your storyline was great. I know it didn't kind of come out the way you wanted, but I mean, there was, you know, maaganis parents and, you know, it, it seemed like that was very contentious. There were her friends. There was, you know, she was hours late to your initial meeting. She didn't show up the first time. I mean, was that two weeks pretty accurate or did we really miss something?
1: Um, no, it was accurate. I mean, they, so one thing 90 days do really, really well in TLC is they, they don't edit it completely where, you know, uh, they should have made me look better. No, I I didn't. That was not a good look for me the entire two weeks. And it's because I kept pushing and pushing. I wanted this beautiful love story, but love is built on trust and we didn't have any trust. All we had were text messages. That's not trust. And when she said, don't come to my country with, you know, cameras, and I do anyway, that's again, it's going to erode the trust. So what they captured was me trying to do things my own way, um, pushing a relationship that had not been built up enough, and, and pursuing, you know, something that just needed time. And, And we didn't have it, you know, we had two weeks. And, and then I went against my word several times. You know, I mean, the night before I flew out there, I told her, you know, I'm not coming. I'm not coming, you know, this is going to endanger our relationship. And then I went to sleep and the next morning I woke up and my flight's going to take off in like three hours. And I'm like, no, we're doing this. I can't just say no, we've already filmed in America. And I felt the pressure and I said, no, we can handle this. Let's just do this. And she's like, wow, you're a liar, Ben. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, Uh, I just changed my mind. But yeah. And, And then I just, I really made her look bad because now she's, you know, being told one thing, I'm doing another. I'm pursuing it, and she's like, "You want to come and, you know, have a relationship when when you lied to me?" And it's just so. Then she wasn't, you know, necessarily truthful with with a bunch of things um, because we'd never really had that conversation. And so now I'm pushing her on those things, and it just, you know, really made her look bad. And she knew I was making her look bad, and that also doesn't help a relationship
0: did you have the producers so nervous i mean you know they put a lot of faith in you i mean you know when you Mm -hmm. got there when you got to peru you know you you obviously had gone back and forth with the producers are you gonna go are you gonna not they you all get on the plane i mean were they like this woman is not real i mean did anyone say anything to you behind the scenes like dude (laughs) what's gonna happen
1: so i think they knew that that she was real because they had you know uh producers and people there talking to her but they wouldn't tell me so i'm begging them i'm like is she real is she a man is she like a 14 year old boy (laughs) like like tell me please what's going on and they wouldn't they're just like you know we we're not gonna say what's gonna happen that's you know it ruins everything so just just go so i'm sitting in that restaurant And I'm praying, first of all, that it's a woman and I don't care what she looks like. She could be, you know, 73 year old woman with a really good social media skills. She could have been anybody, but I just, I just wanted to be a woman and I wanted not to be underage, obviously. Um, And I wanted her to be just somewhat like the person I fell in love with. And I didn't know who was going to come through. And then no one came through that door. And I was just like uh maybe she wasn't maybe she wasn't real and and my heart was just like sinking in the pit of my stomach and then all of a sudden like an hour and a half later i think they made it look like it was only like 45 minutes late but no it was like an hour and 45 minutes late i sat there for so long just freezing in this outdoor cafe Um, it looked like it was indoors but there was no roof so very very cold
0: Ben, what now, of course, you know, I think I think we all know from deciphering somewhat online that you and Maagani are still in contact, you know, whatever your relationship is now. What about her parents? You know, I mean, like, obviously they were thrust into this. I mean, did you were they very skeptical? Is that what we kind of saw? Like they just were like, who's this stranger from America? I mean, have they warmed up to you now? Like, how was that? Because a lot of people had comments, a lot of comments on that.
1: Yeah. So I think the parents might have given me a chance if I would co- if I had come in just me my ogani and the parents and just had a talk but our very first contact we had was once again with cameras and lights
0: conception for her conception for him and the conception bundle that's eu natural on amazon or follow the link on our website for 20% off conception for her conception for him and the conception bundle with the promo code fraser20 that's f r a s e r the number's 20 All right, quick pause to thank some of our sponsors like ZocDoc. Guys, if you haven't heard of ZocDoc, I'm a fan. You know my husband and KJ and I just moved to Los Angeles. Finding doctors that you trust with good reviews, it's not easy. So I use ZocDoc to get KJ's pediatrician and we've been so happy. When it comes to restaurant reviews, before you book any brunch, we all look over lists and lists of reviews. I do this. It drives Schman crazy. So why not do the same thing for booking a doctor? With ZocDoc, you can see real verified patient reviews to help find the right doctor in your network and in your neighborhood. After all, finding the right doctor is as just, if not, Probably a lot more important than your brunch choice. So there you go. Um, as I told you, I've used Zocdoc. The thing about Zocdoc, it's totally free. You can download their app. It shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Zocdoc's mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. Search, find, and book restaurant or book book restaurants, book doctors with a few taps. Go to ZocDoc.com TSFS and download the ZocDoc app for free. Guys, I love when you use my sponsors. Please frequent them because this is my full-time gig. So every single time that you use ZocDoc or any of my sponsors, you're essentially telling them to keep advertising and you want more. Start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash T-S-F-S. ZocDoc slash T-S-F-S. Also, by the way, I know a lot of you are checking out this podcast for the very first time. If you do, when you do, frequent one of my sponsors, meaning you just purchase from them. I'm sending you a free limited edition Sarah Fraser Show t-shirt. that's right I take care of shipping and everything just take a screenshot of when you use ZocDoc you can dm me at the Sarah Frazier show on Instagram and I will be sending it to you thrive cosmetics high performance beauty and skincare products made with clean skin loving ingredients yes please sign me up they've already signed me up because I'm a huge lover of their mascara oh my god First of all, I love the container. It's it's just got a nice weight to it. It's like it feels like you are really applying it. The wand is really like just a very high quality. Sometimes we've all used mascara where the wands are flimsy. It's just terrible. Well... Not with Thrive. Their products are amazing and just so well made. Um, also, their clean, nourishing ingredients support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes over time. Easy removal. Their tubing formula slides right off with warm water, a washcloth, and no soap required. Hello, sign me up right now. You get fifteen percent off your first order when you visit ThriveCosmetics.com/tsfs. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com/ts for 15% off your first order. Check out their many products from Liquid Balm, Up Treatment, their Brilliant Eye Brightener, and so much more. I love me some Thrive. Check out and use my code thrivecosmetics.com slash TSFS.
1: You know, I mean, imagine you've got this daughter, your only daughter, your only child, and a 52-year-old man is going to come in and talk to you for the very first time Like, that's a lot of tension. Now you add cameras to that element, man, you just, you don't have a, you don't have a choice. You just, you don't have a chance.
0: (laughs) They must have been like, what the hell is happening? I mean. Oh, it was
1: so, it was worse than anything you could imagine. And, and, and the way they looked at me was just, you know, you're the biggest fake we've ever Mm -hmm. seen. We cannot wait to get you out of this house. And it was just, it was, it was terrible. It was, the whole thing was terrible.
0: Um, so have they given you a chance now or, or are you guys like friendly now? Do you hear from them?
1: Um, I had a lot to prove mm. because, um, Ma'ogani, you know, let them know that she did not want me to pursue her with a television crew. And I did anyway. And so they knew that. Um, so then off camera, I had a lot of talks with them. um, even before I came out, I was writing them, you know, tons of letters, let them know who I am, let them know my intentions are. um, But letters just don't really make the impression that a face-to-face will. So I eventually had my face-to-face time with them in private and talked to them. um, And they grilled me as anyone would. And the only thing I was really trying to get out to America, which I failed to do, of course, um, was that if, Uh, a 52-year-old man came to me and said, I want to pursue one of your daughters. You know, what would you say? Mm. And that's what people really wanted to know. And that was kind of the aha moment that people thought, ah, we got Benjamin. If we can get him to answer that question truthfully, he'll know how wrong he is to pursue someone who's so young. Um, So I try to let everyone know, listen, there is nobody on this planet that loves Ma'oghani more than her mom and dad. And there's no one that's gonna be more protective of her than the dad. And so I made a promise to Malgani and to her family that I would not pursue her unless I had the blessing of mom and dad, both of them. And especially dad, because I knew he was very protective of her. It's their only child. So I said, this relationship goes nowhere without the dad's blessing and without the mom's blessing. And, uh, and so that's what I would hope that whatever man comes to pursue my kids that they would show me that respect where, listen, I'm not going to pursue your kids unless you bless it. And then I take it on an individual basis, you know, like who is this guy? Mm -hmm. How long has he known her? How has he pursued her? What's the intentions? You know, I went to Peru. Um, People didn't get this at all too. Like I rented out two hotel rooms every time, you know, I made sure mom and dad knew where their daughter was and where I was every step of the way. Even when we went all the way out to Ica and we're in uh, La La Huacachina at this resort, you know, I rented out two rooms and then mom and dad ended up showing up, which I didn't know about, but they saw we're living totally separately because that's not the purpose of why I came. I came to get to know their daughter and to see if there was a possibility for a romance. And I wanted the mom and dad involved every step of the way.
0: Wow. So Ben, do you have their blessing now?
1: I I actually do have their blessing, yes.
0: Wow, and what are you willing to share? Where where are you in Ma'agani now in your relationship?
1: Yeah, I'm going to keep all of my privacy with whoever I might be seeing now in the States or whether it is Ma'agani. I'm going to keep that private just because I found out that, you know, public relationships have way too hard of a hurdle to overcome. (laughs) Yeah, I got you. So I can't comment on that, but I will say that uh, after hours and hours of one-on-one discussions with mom and dad, uh, I did win their blessing. They understood why I was there. Um, you know, they knew that my health is really important to me. And I'm not saying my health can overcome 30-year age gap. You know, it's it's a ridiculous age gap, and I completely understand that. You know, but um, from what we do have in common, and from what you know, I think physically I can handle into my old age uh, with my plans, and also looking at my mom and dad, my mom and dad. You would not believe it if if you saw them. My mom is almost eighty. She still plays basketball. She still can out wow. rebound her grandkids. <laughs> uh, she doesn't have she doesn't have one gray hair. She doesn't dye her hair or anything. No gray hairs. Um, she still runs. She bikes. Like she looks like she's in her fifties. Honestly. So if I have that kind of genetics, you know, maybe I do stand you know, a chance at uh, closing the age gap a little
0: bit. Oh, my God. Okay, I have one final question that I want to move on because you there's so many other aspects of your life. Look, you were like all of us sitting at home watching before the 90 days. It was so good. Mm -hmm. But you said to yourself, too, was that damn um, apartment real or what? Was that really her apartment? (laughs) You you were like, you were like, Ma Ghani, I do know what is up with this apartment and these bunk beds. What was the deal? I think I was I've been yelling that like we all have, you know, it's like, okay, was that real?
1: Oh, my goodness. So I just assumed because I was kind of going down a negative uh, thought space with the whole thing. So she wanted to borrow some money and I figured she needed to borrow the money for uh, just, you know, to make it look like she was living outside of her parents. You know, so she rented out this Airbnb, you know, for me to come and see her to make her look more independent. That's kind of what I was thinking. Come to find out she needed the money to pay a school bill. Uh, which she ended up, you know, completely paying me completely back. She has a great job. She's she doesn't need any help. And she doesn't want any help from from any American or any man. She's incredibly independent. And the fact that I told America that she, you know, borrowed money was uh, <laughs> was not a good look. She did not, you know, appreciate that, which I understand. So she did not use any of that money for this Airbnb. And, and it wasn't Airbnb, it was a rent-by-the-month apartment. And what happens is In the summer, which is our winter in America, in their summer, everything gets very expensive. And so she usually just goes back and lives with her parents. In the winter, which is our summer, which is when we shot, everything gets very inexpensive. There's not as many tourists. And they have all these empty apartments. And they just rent them out very inexpensively. So she rents out an apartment, you know, seasonally. And it's hers. But she doesn't want to move everything in there and decorate it. She's only going to be there six or seven months. So, you know, she just happened to be living there, and everyone took it like it really wasn't hers, and she was just there for the week or something, you know. But yeah, that was her home for six or seven months, and uh, she still does that. She still rents out, you know, during the off season, you know, to for some independence, but uh, but to save money, things get really expensive in their summer. Oh, I bet. You know, she returns back to her parents. So when I asked her, you know, where do you live? She told me she's living with her parents, and then by the time we got down there she had moved out and was on her own because things got less expensive so uh not as dramatic of, a, of an answer but no, everyone tends to kinda, yeah everyone tends to kind of look at things negatively just because that's that's how we fill our minds with drama you know something must be wrong
0: um okay well let's let's move on and talk about some other things because you have a lot going on in your life But. I find fascinating about you is you seem to put it all out there like you know I mean you're on the beach in South Carolina you bring your laptop your laptop gets filled with sand you know you you went on recently you did an IG live talking about because everybody saw the the arrest and the arrest picture and all that stuff but I mean tell me this you seem like you have either great self esteem or you've done a lot of therapy because you don't seem I mean I think you really own it um And I I appreciate that. Like, you don't seem to give a shit what people say. (laughs) And So what is your secret to, you know, you kind of know what you want. You obviously wanted to be on television. You're great at being on TV. Um, So how do you get the confidence? Or is it therapy? What is the secret?
1: Um, Yes, I have done a lot of therapy. That is true. Um, But, I mean, I think, honestly, it is my relationship with God. Because the only validation I really need is his. And he validates me every day. You know, he gave his son Jesus to die for me. And so I know I'm his son. I know he loves me no matter what kind of stupid stuff I do. He's always going to love me. And I'm good with that. Like that alone is really all I need. So that's where I get my positivity is because I've got a good relationship with God. I've got peace with him. And I trust he's going to either bless me. Or make me feel the consequences of my own actions, which he does quite a bit, and it's all good, you know. So there's there's nothing there's nothing to impress anyone by. I think at this point, all of America knows that I'm you know pretty much an idiot and have made <laughs> more mistakes than most. I know. So I mean, I, what am I going to do? I, how, how do I make up for that?
0: We all make mistakes, though. I mean, good for yeah. you for owning. I mean, I think you have a very playful attitude towards it, which you know you don't get any credit for, but I. I'll give you some because I think we all fuck up, you know? I mean, yeah. there's various degrees of it. A lot of us aren't public, so people don't see that, you know? How How difficult was it for you? Did you know that the DUI was going to come out, the arrest? I mean, which you, you talked about in the live. was You were under the influence sure. more. So, of, yeah, tell me yeah, about that. So,
1: um, people, people didn't get this either, you know? Um, uh, so it wasn't a DUI. I've never really enjoyed alcohol. I don't drink, you know, hardly at all. Um, so I just I'm just a really bad explainer, and I think people try to figure out what's going on with me, and I go down tangents, and I'm a terrible storyteller, and so they just don't get it in the end. Um, but what happened? And everyone says, "Oh, a homeless couple like drugged your drink." That sounds you know crazy, and that's not what happened. I never said that happened. So I'm going to try to explain as clearly as I can. And maybe on the Sarah Fraser show, people get it. Ben, this maybe.
0: will be it. This will be it.
1: <clears throat> this is it. Okay, this here we go. It. Everybody ready? Here we go. Here we go. So someone, a friend of a friend, asked if I could help this homeless couple out. I said, I'll check it out. Maybe. I go there and they're having like a house party at the Red Roof Inn. Bunch of people there. There's drugs. There's marijuana. There's all kinds of stuff going on. I show up. I'm so clueless. I don't know what's happening. I think there's having a few friends over to watch football. So I sit down. I'm trying to talk to them. They offer me a little bit of wine. And I'm like, whatever. I do not want to say, you know, no. I thought, you know, it looked disrespectful. I took it. I drank it. And someone at the party, maybe everybody at the party is doing, you know, drugs with wine. I have no idea. I just stupidly took it. And that was my fault. You know, I deserve every consequence that happens after that moment. So I took it. I don't know who... Uh, I don't remember who gave it to me. And I don't remember, honestly, you know, um, if, if they spiked it or if everyone just knew, hey, hey there's drugs in the drink, you know. Um, so I took it, I put it down on an end table and uh, I picked it up again and I might have picked up the wrong glass. I don't know if it was mine, but I, I drank it again, finished it like a little tiny half cup of, uh, you know, a little paper cup. And I immediately started feeling really tired. So I said, guys, I got to go. I'm feeling really off. And they're like, no, no, stay. And I'm like, I got to go. So I take off. And like, I know I'm not going to make it home. I go to a hotel, spend the night there. And the next 24 hours are just gone. They're erased from my memory. I had something called Fro, uh, Fro, I'm not going to say it right. Flu bro, something like that. And it's uh, so the next day I get in my car to go home. I don't even remember this. I hit the curb. I didn't hit any people, thank God. Um, but I hit the curb, disabled my car. Some people helped me push into a McDonald's. Cops show up and they say something's wrong. Uh, I, you know, blew for an alcohol test. No alcohol in my system, so it had nothing to do with alcohol. It was not a DUI. It was an OWAI, operating while, mm. you know, having uh, flubromazine in my system. So I got arrested. And uh, rightfully so. I deserve that. And they thankfully gave me probation, you know, and that was just out of the mercy of the court. So I had really good people that, uh, you know, I, I represented myself. I didn't even hire an attorney because I'm just like, listen, this happened. I'm going to just admit everything and uh, didn't get represented by anybody, just myself. And so then everything would have been good. And I told TLC all about it. I let them know this is what happened. And they said, well, it's a nonviolent crime. It's probably going to come out. And I said, well, I can handle if it comes out. I feel like, you know, I can own it. And they said, well, it probably will. People like to dig. Yeah, (laughs) that's cool. What I didn't know is that it wouldn't come out. People, you know, thought I was kind of boring, I think maybe because they didn't really dig in my past. And uh, that was kind of cool. So for (laughs) a long time. I mean, honestly, halfway through the show, no one knows.
0: It tr- Actually, I mean, I don't even think that came out on TMZ till, I mean, was the show done? I mean, was that even like after no, the No, I think there was
1: a couple episodes left. Okay. Um, yeah, it wasn't done yet. But um, what happened was they sent a court, you know, appearance to the wrong address. I did not give them the right address. So they ended up, you know, um, sending it to the different address. I didn't get it. And... By the time I did, there was a bench warrant out. So like immediately, i go all the way from North Carolina, where I'd moved to. Right, North Carolina, okay. Back up to Michigan, turn myself in. And honestly, no one would have even known then. I still would have been good, except for one thing. The judge was on vacation. Had the judge been there that day that I showed up, oh. we would have taken care of it. it. You know, maybe one of the police or a court person would have recognized me and still, you know, said something. Um, but I still might've been able to keep it quiet because I hadn't even told my family. I didn't even tell my kids about it. I was embarrassed about it. I, I didn't think people could understand what happened. So I kept it a secret from my mom and dad, from my kids. No one knew. So then at court that day, they said, we got to hold you over till the judge comes back. And I'm like, well, when's that? And I said, it's going to be about a week. So they said, put your hands behind your back.
0: Oh my and I'm God. Like, wait,
1: wait, wait. I said, my, my car's out in the, uh, in the parking lot. I'm supposed to pick up my, my kids for dinner tonight. Like I'm in Michigan. Now I want to see people. And they're like, no, put your hands behind your back. And that, and they like, all the police stood up. Like I was going to give them a hard time. Like Is this guy going to run. And a cop came up from behind. And I put my hands behind my back. They, they put me in shackles, feet shackles. They put me in jail. And my first phone call that I got to, to tell my family what's going on. Cause they didn't even know about the first arrest. They knew nothing. Was actually 24 hours later. Like, you don't just get arrested and, they're like, hey, make your phone call. No, there's like an appointment you have to make. And I, I just thought, wait a hey, minute. Wait get do, that do, phone call.
0: Now, do you think that they held you because they recognized you? They knew who you were and they were, were like, they were trying to make an example of you, or do you think it was because the judge was they were where you were a flight risk because now you lived in North Carolina or a combination? Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's the second answer. Um,
0: okay. Because okay. I was a
1: flight risk, because I lived in North Carolina, they're like, you know, you're a high risk. In fact, you know, the judge I've, I've been told was known to just, you know, um, give a bail where you just sign your name, you know, and, and that's it. You know, a cash bond of $10,000 is a lot.
0: yeah. So, uh,
1: so yeah, so I got processed, um, and to be processed into a county jail, like it's, it's, uh, it's traumatic. I, I will never forget that experience. Oh my God.
0: I bet. Oh my God. Wait, then did anyone recognize you once you were like being held for several days?
1: Um, they didn't say, uh, but obviously someone did because by the time I got out, you know, TMZ had said that I had been arrested that night for DUI and they didn't correct that story about missing a court appointment for like five or six hours by that time you know the board of my charity had found out uh my parents found out my kids my my kid found out at recess mm. and she didn't even know about the first dress they had, you know she had idea. all she knew was that daddy you know somehow became a drunk and got uh pulled over for drunk driving you know the night before so like it was it was bad it was wow. really really bad and uh I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take full responsibility because, I mean, I'm the reason why I'm in jail. It's no one else's fault. Yeah. It's just my fault. But, but it, it was bad.
0: Um, Ben, I know we're going to wrap up. I have two final questions for you. How is your family now? You've you've been through this. Your friends had some hesitations. Um, your kids, you know, were a little skeptical of you going on the show. What does everybody in your life, in your inner circle, think now?
1: Um, They really haven't been dissuaded from the position that I was an idiot to be on TV. I should not. Done that? What are you doing? Going to a different country? And why is she so young? All that still remains, okay. and I just have a lot of really good friends, and I have built a strong enough relationship with my family, where they're willing to put all that aside and still love me for me, uh, despite my shenanigans. And I've got a great relationship. I've always had a great relationship, you know, with my family and, and friends. Um, so. Everything's good. You know, every good. once in a while I'll take a little break from social media and just be like, ah, eh, I don't need to fill my mind with that anymore. I know. And so I'll take a break. And then sometimes I come back on. But I didn't do this for fame. I didn't do this for popularity. It would have backfired if that was my plan. Um, so now I just like uh I'm I'm working out and I am training people. I've got you know a bunch of people that that I train online now and uh and I'm writing now for a motorcycle magazine. So, I mean, life is good.
0: Good for you. Ben, look, I mean, you've come through it because, man, were you guys dragged. And, you know, I mean, yeah. like you said, to your point, some of it, you know, is is your fault. But then other things, you know, are kind of out of your control. Um, What about your charity? Is there anything you want to promote? You've been so gracious and so transparent today. Is, the, is there a charity you want to promote? Where can people subscribe? Because you kind of people mm-hmm. can sign up for the motorcycle um read, right? Or you're doing well, a diary thing, I thought, where people could subscribe.
1: Yeah, so they can. Uh, subscribe to Diary Spill. It might be diary-spill.com if they want to f- see what I'm doing every day. I write a little, you know, uh, blurb every day. Uh, that's not the motorcycle magazine. That's completely separate. Okay. They're two separate things. Um, they can go to benjaminsage.com if they want to be trained by someone who's very fit over 50. You are. Uh, and 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 people say, why Benjamin Sage? Your name's Benjamin Rathbun. Are you trying to like... So people would say, what is Benjamin's age? And they would say that, and it's like, what is Benjamin's age? And Benjamin's sage just kind of became Benjamin's age. I
0: love it. And then
1: half of my training does have to do with, like, sage, uh, as far as, like, you know, wisdom mentally and emotionally, understanding your core, so that even if you're, you know, laid out on, you know, national TV, you can still stay positive, that sort of thing. (laughs) So I'm a sage in that way. So it's benjaminsage.com. And uh, I have like a couple spots left that I can still train people. Uh, that's filling up quick. Or diary-spill.com. And then my charity, check this out. I was, I've was i been on the board of a charity for a couple of years now that has nothing to do with my charity that, that fired me. This is a charity in Oakland County, and it's called Oakland Assistance. Okay. And it's Oakland Assistance OaklandAssistanceChapter.org. Um, uh, and Oakland Assistance is all about helping people in jail. And I'm like, well, I went to a board meeting. I'm like, do you guys want to fire me? You know, my last charity fired me. You guys, and they're like, are you kidding? You became more valuable now that you've been on the inside. We're trying to help inmates. And now you're the first person on our board to actually be processed and and, you know, to be a criminal. And that actually serves us well. So we are educating inmates. We're trying to give them uh, an option instead of probation to actually go through these really cool courses uh, to learn skills. All of our money, it ends up going back into the charity to help their kids to be able to get an education. We buy them tools and trade uh, and educate them, you know, wow. for after high school. And we're just doing a lot of really cool things. So
0: wow!
1: Uh, I'm, still, I, I'm still associated with that charity. It's Oakland Assistance. Uh, right there in Oakland County in Michigan.
0: Well, I don't care what anyone says. I'm starting the campaign. I want to see you on TLC's Single Life. I want to see you dating again. (laughs) I mean, Ben, you're like, you are somebody that, you know, I mean, you keep it interesting. You keep it and, you know, things happen to you. So it's good for television. I want to see you on Single Life. I think you'd be amazing.
1: Well, I appreciate that, Sarah. Um, And I don't, you know, even know. So are you single?
0: (laughs) No, I'm married. Sorry. Okay. No, don't say, say sorry. I wasn't propositioning. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, no, you're right. I shouldn't say sorry. I, do. I have a great husband. That's great. <laughs> Who no, I was telling you. you is from Michigan. So, um, mm-hmm. no, I I am married. Yes, and uh, and I like him. I like him. But uh, but no, I think you'd be great back on reality TV. And um, oh my god, I,
1: honestly, I don't know if I'd ever do it again. They really? they offered me to do. Well, they offered me to do. Um, the TLC 90 day, uh, diaries.
0: Yes. Why didn't you say yes?
1: I just, it really didn't, uh, fit who I was at the time.
0: Okay. All right. Well, you gotta do, you gotta do what's best for you, but I think you were great on TV.
1: Well, thank you. Um, it, I will never say no. You know, there's always that possibility. Uh, but for right now, I'm good being off of social media and off of TV and, uh, kind of in transition now that I'm in North Carolina, just kind of doing my own thing. Um, but I would never say no.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, cause I, I, think there's something else in your future for TLC if you want it, but it's a lot of, it's a lot of scrutiny. It's a lot of, you, you do it well, but it's a lot, I'm sure after a while.
1: It is a lot.
0: All right. It is well said, Ben, you got to come back on. You were terrific. I mean, <clears throat> we'll have to do a whole nother interview. Cause I've got a million more questions for you. I, I, we didn't even get into all the tell all juicy stuff. So anyway, all right. Yeah. Next time. Okay, Ben, okay. you're amazing. We'll see you soon.
1: Thank you. Thanks.